Well, it's podcast time and I'm with uh, Jamie Christen, who is the chief executive of Chester Zoo. And I'm in a brand new, very open spaced, very interesting shop in Chester uh, Market, which, by the way, Chester Market has been done up. And I've got to tell you, the atmosphere and excitement here is great. And even more so that Chester Zoo has now got this incredible shop. Jamie, thank you. Thanks very much, Pete. Yeah, we uh, opened this shop um, just a couple of days ago. Um, as you say, it's in Chester Market. Chester Market is a brand new build, opened in December last year, um, full of uh, new retail shops, restaurants, bars, and we thought it was about time that we brought Chester Zoo into Chester City Centre. Um, everyone will know that Chester Zoo sits on the side, on, on the outskirts of the city, and we've been talking to the council and others about bringing it into, into the city, selling a range of our um, goods that we sell in our retail shop in, 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 in the zoo itself, including all our cuddly animals, but also selling memberships, adoptions, gift vouchers, things that you could pick up in the shop in, in, in the zoo, but also you may want to uh, gift for someone for a birthday or anniversary. Uh, and it's great that we've got it in here now because, uh, you know, very, very soon we'll be starting to approach Christmas and that, that's our biggest time of the year. Um, so people can come in here, they can um, buy our products and give money back to our conservation mission of preventing extinction. Uh, and so far, so good. I mean, the shop is full at the moment, as is the rest of the market being uh, school summer holidays. So hopefully it'll be a massive success. Jamie, you mentioned about adoption. Let's talk more about this because it is becoming big business now. And it's a lovely idea. There's a lot of people out there, you say about Christmas, there's a lot of people out there that never know what to buy for somebody. But isn't it great to give a gift and then help people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our adoption packages are absolutely uh, huge at the moment. And you can adopt nearly every animal uh, in the zoo. We've got over 500 different species and the great thing is that you're actually giving money to the zoo to help our conservation mission of preventing extinction and the other uh, fantastic feature is that you actually, if you come to visit the zoo, you actually see your name up in lights. You'll see your name alongside those animals saying that you've actually helped contribute towards looking after those animals and helping our, our, our mission. Jamie, tell us a bit about the history of, of Chester Zoo. We've spoken before, and it, it is a fascinating zoo. When I was a child, I came here, um, and I've watched it grow, and it's grown ridiculously, the mere fact of the shop here. So give us a, a potted history of it. Yeah, so the zoo um, started in 1931. George Mottishead was our founder, and he and his family moved from near Crewe, actually, um, in Cheshire, up to um, Chester, um, he always had an interest in animals and being close to the port of Liverpool uh, managed to um, pick up some animals that came in on, on ships into the port um, and bought um, Oakfield, which is a house uh, in the middle of the zoo now and eight acres of land and started a zoo. Uh, and it soon took off, even though there was a little bit of opposition from some people in Chester because his philosophy was opening a zoo without bars. So he tried to create really big natural habitats for the animals at the zoo uh, and by 1934 it became a charity uh, and obviously you know during during the second world war um, it was still open it was still operating but didn't really grow until after the war finished um, in, in, in the mid 40s and since then it's uh, continued to grow from you know very humble beginnings to two million visitors that are coming in to our through our gates every year we've got 146,000 members they're people who have got an annual pass to come into the zoo on a day-by-day -day basis and you know we employ over a thousand people now in Chester so we're a big 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 employer 
um, and we've got nearly 27,000 animals at Chester Zoo, uh, including some new animals that are going to be coming in over the next few weeks, which are quite exciting. So, um, no, it's a, it's a big, big operation, um, and we also work in 21 countries around the world. We've got six major field programmes, although most of the conservation work that we do is actually here in Chester in our home. Tell me, you own quite a lot of land, don't you? Because he was forward-thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he bought um, parcels of land around the zoo, and that helped us um, over the last um, 20 years or so, especially when we had foot and mouth disease, create a buffer um, around the zoo um, to make sure that we could still operate. Um, we own about 400 acres of land, which is to the north of the zoo, um, and that's predominantly now a mixture of our operational land, but we also actually grow our own browse, our own um, feed for our animals, which allows us to be able to reduce our carbon footprint and also to be able to uh, make sure we're being as efficient as we possibly can and using the, um, our, our land as best we can. We also have some really key areas of biodiversity, so some fields that join the Shropshire Union Canal, where we do lots of work, including um, quite recently we've actually been on um, a couple of TV programmes on the BBC about our uh, a field mouse projects and John Craven uh, who you'll all probably know from the BBC was back down at the zoo so um, lots of things go on within the zoo um, both in the 128 acres of zoo itself but also on the land that we own I'm talking to Jamie who's the chief executive of Chester Zoo if you've never been it is a fascinating place and they have a new shop open in the Chester market um, Jamie one thing that amazes me is you'll always get people who are against zoos but it's a different world now about zoos isn't it yeah absolutely you know um, back in the 60s 70s um, some zoos were seen as like a bit of a walk and go um, people used to come in and see animals behind bars in cages we are a conservation education charity. That's what we're established for, which means our mission is to um, help behaviour change uh, in all sorts of different ways, from trying to encourage people to start recycling, to learning about critically endangered animals in and around the world, to um, work that we do in schools and colleges. Um, but we, um, you know, zoos have massively changed. And yes, there are a number of people that are still against zoos, and my message to them is, Come and see us. Come and spend a day at Chester Zoo and you'll go away understanding about what a modern conservation zoo does and about the work that we do on a day-by-day -day basis. There's been big changes since you've been in charge. Big, big changes. And you've, you've brought Chester Zoo into the modern world, which is incredible. Tell us about this fabulous wedding venue. Yeah, we... Um, We've been doing weddings at the zoo for probably about 20 years now um, and we've been doing them in Oakfield House um, where we've had a wedding licence for quite some time. But because we're, um, Oakfield House is a Grade 2 listed building, we can only have weddings up to 60, 70 people. So um, adjacent to Oakfield House is a set of stable buildings and we've built and refurbished those stable buildings but built an extension on the side which is now called the Square uh, and we can host weddings up to 200 people in there. And it has gone off like a bomb in terms of numbers of people coming in and the amount of weddings. I think we've got 45 weddings remaining this year. But we also let the space out to corporate clients who use it for away days, who use it for evening events. We've had fire engines in there. We've had uh, uh, girl guides and scouts in there. We've had all sorts of things going on in that. And it absolutely looks beautiful. It's surrounded by lovely gardens, sits in the middle of the zoo. 
and has been a massive success. Are there any special facilities for the bride and groom to have photos near animals or with animals? Is, does that happen at all? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll create bespoke packages for any bride and groom uh, um, or bride and bride or groom and groom that wants to come and get married at Chester Zoo. Um, we have our own in-house photographers. We um, have beautiful zoological gardens at Chester. They basically have the whole zoo um, uh, to themselves after we close on an evening um, and obviously they can go around the zoo during the day as well but allows people to be able to have fantastic photographs really enjoy the settings be really close to nature um, and enjoy well into the evening now talking about evenings uh, i believe you're open now uh, for the summer late nights or we later nights yeah we are um, we've been uh, over the course of july um, a new product called into the nights which allows people to come and enjoy the zoo um, into the evening and into into the darkness um, they are soon going to finish as we move towards the summer but will soon be replaced by lanterns and lights which is our christmas um, offer and that isn't far away we start that in uh, the middle of november tickets are already on sale and i think we've already sold about twenty-five thousand tickets to that event and it runs all the way through the back end of november december and into january so people if people want to have a look at our website all the details are there but um that's going to be a fantastic offering as well as what we're going to be doing around halloween and harvest festivals and all sorts of other things going on we've also got at the end of august luna cinema coming to the zoo so three nights where people can um sit outside um and watch one of uh, one of the uh, most recent blockbuster films uh, in an outdoor setting, but also be able to visit the zoo. So all that information's on our website as well. I love that. So I could be watching a film and then hear a lion roar. Absolutely. You could be watching <laughs> Top Gun Maverick and then in the background hear Iblis, our male lion, roaring. He's quite close to where the cinema's going to be, so um, I'm sure he'll be listening out as well. That's brilliant. I was on Sky News reviewing the papers recently and there was a lovely story which I read out because it was Chester Zoo. Uh, you're bringing piranha fish and uh, they're m- the most misunderstood fish in the world. They are, yeah. We have got 40, 40 red-bellied piranhas who are now... Uh, uh, swimming around one of our large aquarium tanks in our Jaguar house. They look absolutely stunning. They are the most uh, misunderstood fish uh, in the world, probably because of a number of films, probably (laughs) back in the late 70s, uh, which I remember watching as a kid. Um, No, they're they're not like that. They're not ferocious. They're beautiful, uh, beautiful fish, um, sparkly in colour with a lovely red underbelly, and I'd encourage everyone to go and have a look. So they're in in our Jaguar house. And then today... Um, uh, Wednesday, uh, about an hour ago, we received um, Inca, who is a female two-year-old um, black jaguar. She's come from a collection in the south of England, um, and she will be meeting Napo, our male jaguar, probably tomorrow, uh, and hopefully we'll be in and around uh, the habitat there over the next few days, so visitors will be able to see uh, Inca, beautiful, beautiful creature, uh, absolutely magnificent. I went down to see her a few weeks ago in the south of England in her previous home, but she's come up today and uh, will be in Chester Zoo as we speak. I'm talking to the chief executive of Chester Zoo. You mentioned, Jamie, about uh, seeing uh, this jaguar in a home. Are there many people still keeping big animals, cats, etc.? Um, less so in the UK, um, very prevalent in the United States. Um, I think there's something in the region of approximately 4,000 tigers in Manhattan um, being kept in people's uh, flats and apartments, which is totally the wrong thing to do. And it's not just those sorts of animals, it's chimpanzees, 
um, uh, other great apes that have been uh, been housed. Um, you know, it's something that we would massively discourage at Chester Zoo. Um, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Uh, you know, unless you've got a cat or a dog or a domestic pet, then you know, please don't accept any exotic animals from anywhere. Um, there's a there's a home for them, um, and it's definitely not in people's houses or flats or apartments. Talking about Christmas presents before, um, a wonderful Christmas present is, and I didn't realise that you did it, is, is a, a constant reminder of coming to Chester Zoo where you can buy a contract to come in regularly. Yeah, yeah. so our membership, so I said earlier, we've got 146,000 members. You can buy a single membership for around about £100. Family membership is about £200, and that allows you to be able to come into the zoo 363 days of the year, um, other than the two days that were closed, um, and coming when you want. Um, we've got lots of our members coming late afternoons, coming to see their favourite animals, going for a walk around a particular area, or just coming to enjoy the, the grass, the lawned areas, the gardens that we have at the zoo. All gives you um, discounted um, products in our retail shops, again here at Chester Market and also in our food and beverage. We have members' talks, you get members' magazines. There's a whole host of things that you would get that you don't normally get with a, uh, with a, a standard entry. And you only have to come about three times um, to the zoo to make up that membership. Um, so my advice, if you're not a member, come on to the zoo, um, come and see what you think. And as you leave, you can actually go into the membership office, become a member, and we'll refund your visit for that particular day. Fantastic. One of the most exciting things, and it really, I am just so excited for you over this, you're building a lodge. We are, yeah, we're building um, a hotel. It's called The Reserve. Um, it's 51 lodges, um, which will be in a part of the zoo that's not yet um, uh, being used. Uh, we're, we're building it now. It will open in spring 25. Some of those lodges will overlook a giraffe paddock um, and some of those lodges will overlook a lake. So you'll have a lovely view out of your lodge uh, every morning. There's pedestrian routes in and out of the zoo, so you'll be able to come and go when you want. There's a 140 cover restaurant with a bar in there as well. So breakfast, dinner will be served in, in, the, lodge, in, the, in the restaurant, the lodge area. Uh, and then we'll also offer early morning tours of the zoo, evening tours of the zoo, so things you just can't get, the USPs you can't get. Um, if you were a standard visitor, you'd be able to actually come enjoy in the zoo um, in the reserve. So hopefully this time next year we'll have it on sale, even though we're still building it. So we'll have a full order book when we open it the following year. But um, the plans look absolutely fantastic. We're in the process at the moment of uh, getting all the infrastructure in place. And then we'll be procuring the lodges later on this year. And uh, we're using some of the best designers in the UK to be able to help fit those out. That's interesting you say that because you've been over, haven't you, looking at lodges uh, in Africa, etc. And on game reserves. Yeah, we have. We've been uh, looking at different types of lodges and designs and themes and feels for it over the last uh, two to three years. And we're just in the process of um, uh, deciding which of the suppliers we're going to use. But they are going to be beautiful beautiful lodges um, they will uh, include the tickets into the zoo it'll include breakfast dinner um, so it'll be a really value package for people and each of the lodges will sleep up to four people so hopefully it'll be a, a massive winner something that's absolutely unique in the UK doesn't exist anywhere else um, and definitely doesn't exist in any other zoo in the UK Jamie um, how long does it take to walk around to enjoy the zoo properly well um, we have about 13 kilometers of footpath within the zoo so if you wanted to see everything, every, every uh, species of animal that we have, I would say probably about two and a half days to be able to get around it, um, unless you're a fast runner. 
Um, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons we're building the hotel because people can come for a two-day visit, you know, turn up on uh, an afternoon, enjoy the afternoon of the zoo, go back and relax in the hotel in the evening, and then do the remainder of it the next day. Um, but it can be, uh, it, you know, it can be a really busy place. It can uh, take a while to get round uh, the zoo. And there's lots of different ways you can get around it. But you know, I'd say you want to see everything in about two days. But also, as you say, you can come back and see so much, can't you? You might miss the elephants feeding. You can come back the next day and see them. I was here when it first, not when it first started, but in the early days. And what you've done now is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? It's a different world. Yeah, it's an absolutely different world. Um, you know, our habitats are large. They're natural. You know, what we don't do. And, and yeah, okay, sometimes we get um, frustration from visitors that they come and they can't see our tigers or they can't see a particular species what we try and encourage our animals to do uh, is they can come in inside their indoor habitat they can wander outside we make sure there's lots of natural vegetation to make sure those animals can shelter um, or shade themselves if it's warm um, which um, is, is fantastic for the species and um, you know we want to make sure that all our animals in human care have got the best levels of welfare standards but it also uh, means that you'll see animals doing different things at different times um, and that's why we, you know, we try and open the zoo later into the evening during the summer. We try and do some of these very different things because um, the zoo's always alive with animals doing different things at different times of the, um, different times of the year. I, I'm very lucky as a chief exec to be able to be coming to the zoo uh, on an evening um, and you see animals behaving in a slightly different way that you would do during the day. But what we try and do is bring that home to our visitors in as many ways that we can. Jamie, another thing about Chester Zoo, which I, I really applaud you over, the staff are a bit special. Yeah, the staff are great. You know, we've got over a thousand staff. I would say, you know, hand on heart, every single one of them is massively passionate about the, the mission that we have at the zoo and the work that we do at the zoo. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've had some good times and some hard times at the zoo over the last few years, especially during the pandemic. And, and you know, everyone pulls together and wants the zoo to be a huge success and will work extremely hard at the zoo to ensure that happens. And that's filtering through to our levels of customer service as well. You know, um, all, all our staff wear a, a, a light blue T-shirt and um, we also have 200 volunteers at the zoo as well, which allows our visitors to be able to stop and speak to our staff about particular animals, about um, uh, the jobs that the individuals do. And uh, our programme that we had that ran for 12 series, Secret Life of the Zoo, actually meant that some of our keepers and some of the staff actually became celebrities in their own right. Uh, people coming to the zoo to actually to meet them rather than the animals. So, um, you know, I'm very proud of my team. Uh, I know they work extremely hard, sometimes in really difficult circumstances. Uh, they care passionately about the animals that they uh, work with. In fact, many of them spend more time with the animals and plants that they work with than they do with their own family. Looking back, did you ever think we were going to get through the pandemic? No, I remember sitting in my office when the Prime Minister at the time, Boris Johnson, said, you know, everyone needs to go home and you know, stay at home. Uh, and at that time, we probably thought it was only going to be a few weeks. As we went on through the pandemic and we recognised the fact that we couldn't open and the government was preventing zoos and aquariums opening, um, we started to get quite worried. You know, it cost £1.8 million a month to look after Chester Zoo and to keep all our animals fed and healthy and make sure the place is secure and we had zero money coming in because we rely on admissions uh, for everything that we do so yeah it became quite concerning and I, and I became chief exec uh, of the zoo when the zoo was actually closed during Covid so you know people say well, what, what, what's your strategy for Chester Zoo well at that time it was just getting the gates back open um, but we managed it you know we lobbied government, government extremely hard 
about why uh, we shouldn't be able to open. And the rules at the time are actually quite ridiculous in as much as I could have opened my non-essential retail shop indoors, but not open my outdoor Outdoor with yeah. tons of space Absolutely. for people to walk around. Yeah, and you know, um, the government at the time were talking about well-being and um, you know, people getting out and about and fresh air. Um, and we weren't able to open our controlled park, but could open a municipal park. So it was all a bit bonkers. And but look, luckily the government um, saw errors of their way and, and let us reopen, which has been fantastic. And we haven't looked back since. Jamie, how many zoos are there in this country? <laughs> well, um, one of the roles that I have is I also chair the British and Irish Association of Zoos and Aquariums. We have 126 members, which make up the majority of zoos and aquariums in the UK but there are small private collections um, that n- don't necessarily open to the public which are cluster zoos um, but if you want to visit a zoo or aquarium in the UK make sure that it's a Biaza member because um, we, uh, we you know we have a set of standards that we make sure our, uh, our collections um, adhere to so yeah um, British and Irish Association of Zoos and Aquarium any of those zoos or aquariums are, are really great to go and visit so with all these zoos, do you all work together with the, with the proper ones, with the good ones that uh, are, are in the society? Do you all work together? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a British association and, as importantly, there's a European association of zoos and aquarium and they host something that's called the European Breeding Programme. So no animal belongs to any particular zoo. Um, there is um, a, what's called a stud bookkeeper um, who is a, a curator or animal keeper somewhere in Europe who looks after every species of animals. So let's take, for example, giraffes, Rothschild giraffes, which is the type of giraffe we have at Chester Zoo. Um, There's a keeper in Europe who has a huge big organisational chart which shows where all the Rothschild giraffes are right across Europe. And he or she uh, works with the Yaza to help move those animals around to make sure we have the best breeding programme for those species. So um, animals will move, they don't belong to anyone, there's no money that exchanges hands. It's just to ensure that we maximise the breeding programme for that particular um, species. Jamie, to finish off, we're in the shop. Uh, we started off here. You've just given us a, a fabulous potted history about Chester Zoo. You must be excited about this because, it's first of all, it's beautifully put together. Yeah, um, you know, I'm really excited the fact that the um, council here in uh, Chester um, had the foresight to open um, a new market uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I've been here on many, many occasions since it opened December last year. Um, Councillors and um, friends of mine, colleagues who work in the city, have been asking me for a number of years about how can we get Chester Zoo into the city centre, and here we are. Um, and it's a great shop. Um, it's you know We're surrounded by restaurants. We've got the fishmongers across the other side here, the butchers. Um, we've got Digby and Champ, which is a dog accessory shop. We've got all sorts of things here at Chester Market so you know we're looking forward to welcoming uh, all the visitors to Chester and Chester Market over the forthcoming weeks and months and everything you sell at Chester Zoo you can get here can you get tickets for Chester Zoo from here yeah you can get absolutely everything you can get adoptions you can get tickets you can get memberships you can get most of the product that we sell in the main retail shop uh, in, in, in Chester Zoo and you can also get the advice and help of all the staff friendly staff that are here um, so uh, if you get a chance come down and visit us and social media yeah, loads of social media about what's going on here. Um, you know, social media is massively important to us as an organisation. You know, our PR team work really hard to get social media out and to be able to push those really important messages about what we do as a conservation charity. 
uh, out to uh, out to everyone. But you'll see details of this shop and everything else we're doing in in, in the zoo on on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. You've heard it from the chief executive, Jamie. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Pete. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do and then putting Pete Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.